This is Jody Abergan, host of Ask Roulette, the conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. And here we are again, back to podcasting. I'm excited to announce that the regular podcast will return this month, every other week. And we took some of your suggestions for how to tweak the format. Longer excerpts, highlights at the top should be really fun. So subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or however you get podcasts and keep your eye out for new shows very soon. Right now, though, a yearly tradition like no other, our birthday mixtape with some of the best moments from the last year of Ask Roulette. We had a great year of live shows, including one back in D.C., uh, a show at Brooklyn's Bell House, and of course, our regular shows at Housing Works Bookstore and Cafe in Manhattan. Speaking of which, if you are hearing this before Thursday, January 29th, come to Housing Works for our big third birthday show. Two guests I've been trying to get on the show for a long time will be there. Slate's Julia Turner, who you know from their Culture Gab Fest, and Ted Leo, one of my favorite musicians, also a very funny and charming guy. I'm really excited for this show. House band Eli Bolin will be there, of course, and hopefully you will be too. That's Thursday, January 29th at Housing Works in Manhattan. Tickets and info on our website, askroulette.net. Okay, here we go. The best of Ask Roulette mixtape, year three. Take a listen. Were you or have you ever been cool? No. Uh, no. I th- if, no. I, I think if... It, Again, if I was a person who did cool things and said cool things, I wouldn't feel the need to be a comedian. Being a comedian is all about, here's what I should have said. <laughs> and being cool is always knowing what to say. So, and sometimes rhyming it. When's the last date you had, first date or blind date, that you instantly regretted while it was happening? Well, I'm, I'm actually kind of on a blind date right now. <laughs> But I haven't regretted it, so uh, I've actually, besides this, I've actually never been on a blind date. So, if you had the opportunity to fly to Mars, but you would come back losing half of your brain cells and not remember the journey, or if you could be... (laughs) If you could be a truck driver for the rest of your life, which one would you do, and why? This is a classic. Nice to meet you. My name's David, and I just started this company where we send people to Mars. It's a one-way ticket, and we drop you off, and how much would you pay to go? And if they say, oh, I would never do that, I say, well, what if we send you to Mars, we drop you off on Mars, and we, f- we disappear for 24 hours, and then we come back, and we promise we will pick you up. <laughs> but for 24 hours, you will be alone on Mars. Would you do it? Does anyone say no to the 24-hour thing? Yeah, a lot of people f- find it very, and, and even then when I switch it to 24 hours alone on the moon, they get freaked out. A lot of people wouldn't like to have that. It's like what uh, you were talking about having a sublime experience in nature. You know what they say is that astronauts who have seen Earth from the moon, it is a profoundly life-altering perspective, you know, literally and figuratively, to see your home planet while standing on another heavenly body is profound and I would love to have that experience and to feel that loneliness Simone, ask your question um, Avery what's your favorite thing about your mom and why so I just want to say half the audience went oh and half the audience went oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll urinate immediately I love urinating in the shower often at, the, at, that, at parties and 
bars. Less now, because it's, it's gross. I like to pee directly to the drain of sinks. Uh, Larry, if you could have a million of anything other than dollars, what would it be? <laughs> wow. Um, at the moment, it'd be six points. <laughs> um, a million chances to get it right. Holy shit, Larry. <laughs> Larry, you're the greatest man I've ever known. On a scale of one to ten, with one being entirely plausible, realistic, perhaps based on actual events in your life, ten being fantastic, fictional, the opposite. If and when you've ever masturbated, does, do the thoughts and images in your mind tend toward the one or the ten or somewhere in between? What of you sitting there in that chair will carry through to the afterlife? Name one thing that you wish that you could do, uh, but that you think is probably never going to happen. What is your ho- mo- most competent skill that is totally meaningless. Uh, my question is, what is your Patronus and why? Matt, why are you such a hypocrite? <laughs> Finally, um, someone calls Matt on his shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's been too long, Matt. It's been too long. Okay, if you had to give up one of these for the rest of your life, which would it be and why? Um, oral sex or cheese? Ooh. That's actually really easy because I'm lactose intolerant. So. <laughs> All right. Okay, someone shows up at your door and opens up a briefcase filled with $1 million in it. Mm-hmm. They tell you that if you take the briefcase, someone in the world will lose a million dollars right at that moment. But you don't know who it is. So maybe someone really rich and they lose a million dollars, doesn't matter. And maybe someone who doesn't have much money and they go into serious debt. Do you take the briefcase um well first thing i would be is like it's interesting i'm now in the twilight zone it finally has happened <laughs> like it's finally happened i've smoked my way into being in the twilight zone it's now actually happening um i i would think that okay if this is happening is that something metaphysical is obviously going on right there's a million dollars here and it's gonna poof away from someone they're not like setting up the system of where this bank's coming it's just gonna happen it's venmo i mean i don't know then i would think if it's a if this is a metaphysical event is happening this obviously is some kind of moral play this is i'm like i'm being tested in some way i'm not gonna do it because it's like there can't it can't be that straight it can't just be like we've selected you to every million dollars someone else will lose it no strings like i can't imagine this would happen the whole point of this question is you imagining that this would happen. No, no. I, can, I know what you're I know, saying. But I'm saying but, with but place sa- in the reality you've set, in the reality you framed, I would say that I would still think this has to have some meaning outside of okay, itself. Okay, what about in the reality that I set this is a valid question? Yeah. So <laughs> like, now like, so we like, live it, we're in a reality where sometimes this just happens. Yeah, sometimes okay. you just a million dollars transfers from one person so I'm not to another. The, I'm not the first person this has happened to. Uh, no, you're not the first person this has happened to. Yeah, well, I could be. So this could later happen to me. So the main oh, thing God. would be if I take it, I should invest it yeah. and live off the interest. Um, I just, you know, when things are too good to be true, that they usually are. 
So I would not take it. I would think something else was going on. I would think to myself, it would be nice to take it, but I would not do it. If you were stuck in an elevator with a president, any president, what would you talk about? Like for an hour, what would you talk about? Oh my goodness. I think this is kind of a cop-out, but I think I would totally ask for Bill Clinton. Uh, I would totally talk about the dress and the cigar and, uh, you know, just kind of be like, like, what's up? Like, what's up? It's just me and you. We don't know how this is going to end. And let's just, like, talk about it. And, and I'm wearing a dress and I smoke cigars. So, you know, uh, what's up? The question that Amelia did not ask, but she wrote it down because it's good. Uh, if you could invent a drug, what would it be? Wow. Um, If I could invent any drug, um, it would be one that would bring Hitler back to life. (laughs) So I could kill him. (laughs) Okay. Um, What animal would you pick? I've given that one a lot of thought. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) And you you played us. Nice. I saw like five people leave in that pregnant pause. (laughs) If you could plant a single idea into the brain of every person on the planet, what would it be? Big or small, just one notion. Jesus Christ, Jody. Uh, it's not me, it's just this sheet of paper. Is doubt an idea? Sure. Then so I you would that. make everyone a little more yeah. unsure. Yeah. You bastard. Um, how many five-year-olds could you take in a fight? Oh, man. I've, I don't even know if I could take... I've, I've got on almost a five-year-old who regularly takes me, so on a good day, one. What, what single thing evokes the biggest sense of nostalgia for you? The smell of wet cedar trees. Uh, my dad is from Michigan. and He's from outside Detroit. And when I was a little kid, I spent, well, I still spend, uh, a large part of my summers now, it's, you know, however many days I can squeeze out, on an island uh, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And Marquette Island. <laughs> The smell of wet cedar on Marquette Island As I got how I ran through the trees Thank you for ruining my memory, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> the amazingness of a cat And also the brain of a cat the hypoallergenic part of a hypoallergenic dog. Trim it on the sides. Add some texture. Add some texture. Yeah. There are things that I'm afraid of all my life, like dying alone. Thank you very much. I think we just wrote a pilot for <laughs> FX. Um, good luck. Right. Lauren, thank you very much. That was the very best answer of the night. Nobody tried to top it. Eli, come on. You can't do it. Just give up now. Eli, no. Everyone's answer is wonderful. Do you believe in the um, Kinsey scale? If so, where do you fall on it? And have you ever 
thought of having sex or have you had sex with somebody um, opposite of your orientation that you're orientated to? All right, so that's a three-parter. This is a, re- <laughs> this is a really easy question because I've, I remember the answer. I've known the answer for 20 years. All right, part one, you're aware. I'm aware part of the McKinsey scale. Okay. You handle part two and three. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so theoretically, on the McKinsey scale, that the extremes are impossible. So if you take that implication to its logical extreme, then uh, one is impossible and a ten is impossible. And so I always answer that I'm a one point one, which would imply that I'm about as straight as you can be on the McKinsey scale. I'm a nine point nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you so question. okay, my question is, if you could do any drug, what would you do, and where, like, and what would you do while you were on it, but there would be no consequences and no concern of being addicted when you were done? Oh, it's easy, heroin every day. Oh my God, right? Me too! When did you feel most in love with the world, a person, etc.? So this is not about, right, this is like, a, can be one of those fleeting moments of pure love. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Uh, I, for, fortunately, uh, or not have a answer for that, which is uh, exactly four weeks ago when uh, uh, I, I went, I had this weird pain, went to the emergency room, and uh, thought I was going to die, and uh, and uh, so I felt immeasurable love for my family. Wow! Yeah, and I just he- made that up. So you go yeah, off. Yeah. No, What's no. the coolest place to have sex? The, the coolest, like, like, like the hippest, the trendiest? I guess. I don't know. That's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, where are all the kids having sex these days? Damn. Uh, are you asking what's the coolest place I've had sex? Sure. <laughs> or the coolest place to have... Uh, oh, okay. I'll take the question literally. The coolest place <laughs> I ever had sex was on a, 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 a snowbank in, in Austria <laughs> at a ski resort. Uh, that but is that wasn't cool like answer. as in hip. It was cool as in it was fucking cold. Yeah, right. So, so at what point did that stop being cool and just start being really cold? It was over very quickly. Yes. I what would your 12-year-old self think about your right now self and the life you're living? Oh, geez. Yikes. Um, I think I'd be okay with it. I think... <laughs> I, disappointed. <laughs> Um, I think uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry <laughs> um, Who are you? <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's one wow. way to think about it Is there anything that you could be right now That your 12-year-old self wouldn't be disappointed in? Is that, am I not allowed to rephrase it that way? Meaning when you're 12 and you look at yourself when you're 20. However old you are, you probably think you're going to be a dinosaur in space or something. I thought I'd be famous and Uh thought I'd be married and thought I'd have kids. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm in New York. That counts. So yeah, I'd be happy at that. So yeah, I'd be proud of my. No, I'd be proud of myself. I'd be proud of myself. I'd be real proud. I'd be okay. No, I'd be okay. I'd be okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'd be real okay. I'd be okay. No, I'd be okay. I, this is great. This is great. Sarah, wh- well, what is the thing that your 12-year-old self would think is really cool about the life you have now that it didn't expect? 
I have four cats. <laughs> Sarah, thank you very much. Four. I have four cats. I love my cats. I love my cats. Where, what? Where would you hide the body? Where would I hide the body? <laughs> Uh, my friend Jason's house. Because we've talked about it. And, and he would never, he was like, I, we, we are that level of friends. It's, that we, we, he would hide the body for me. Probably at his parents' house. Just because they have a big house and it's pretty cluttered, so they probably wouldn't notice. Nicole, um, the, the religion of my very hypothetical uh, future partner um, the religion of my hypothetical future partner is very important to my parents. How important should it be to me? I think that really depends on how important it is to you. We just go round and round on that one. <laughs> Do you think most people think of themselves as very attractive? Huh. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I, did, I mean, I think there's a spectrum on that. I don't, I don't think you can really pin down for that. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Do you ever uh, like run into I, people I mean, who you're like, you are not as attractive as you think you are? Well, <laughs> I will say this. I've been doing radio for 25 years. The home of attractive people. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and there's really no such thing as demo tapes anymore, but for the first 10 or 15 years of doing my show, I would receive a lot of demo tapes, and it really showed me how distorted people's sense of their own singing ability can be to a degree that's just unfathomable. Like, like you'll listen to this tape and think, there is no way if they heard someone else singing like this that they would think it was good, but there's some sort of auditory vocal dysmorphic disorder that goes on. So it's, I've never, this, I wish the psychologist would study the, the, the demo right. tape. Right. So I actually think that um, maybe those two are related. I, I, so I think that most people think they are, they are attractive. And I think it is mostly about familiarity. Yeah. You're the person you yeah. see the most in the mirror and you just become familiar and you sort of like build your notion of attraction. And I bet you the singing thing is about the same thing. Right. Like you hear yourself over and over and over in your own head and you just think that that's what good singing sounds like. But it's not fucking true, and he's not gonna play your song. I'm not trying to crush anyone's dreams. You don't have. Uh, if you could have a voodoo doll of any person, who would it be and why? My question was where on a spider's body is its penis located? Who would you go on vacation with, Pat? Kiernan? Uh, you know, like the five years ago answer, this one is obvious. If you went with Mike Bloomberg, you'd be on the private friggin' plane. That's true. And there would be staff serving you at every moment of the vacation at some fantastic villa. Duh, Jay. <laughs> um, if you had to choose between an era that you had to live in, would it be the dinosaur era with spaceship technology? Or... <laughs> Medieval plague times with outstanding sword fighting ability and a cure for the plague. Which five people would you want to have an orgy with? Which what? Five people would you want to have an orgy with? This is a one 
So it's a six-person orgy. Yeah, Eli's right. the sixth person. Okay. Can I can I just like provide entertainment for the orgy or just like no, serve you have food? To, you, you have to you have to like there have to be fluids that are swapped. Well, uh, my my beautiful wife for okay. one. Good uh, answer. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, let's go to, like, 1981 Mary Lou Henner. Uh... Like Taxi? Mary Lou Henner? Yeah! Okay. Then, how about Tiny Tim? <laughs> then, uh, you know, David Bowie. He's a good choice. Okay. Um... That's How? four, Eli. That's four. Yeah, that's four. That's, that's good. That's good. Is that Well, it's three? four with him, and we're going okay. for six. Yeah. That's right. So we got two more. Okay, how Three about um, how about let's see uh, how about Eleanor Roosevelt? Yeah. And um, and uh, you know um, Daisy Duck. Think of a friend, not your best friend, but think of a friend. Okay. Okay. This friend comes to your house tonight at eleven o'clock, and they tell you that they have committed a very serious crime. And they don't want to tell you anything more about this crime because all it will do is implicate you later. But they need to stay at your place until 6 a.m. when they're taking a train to leave. Do you allow them to stay? Ooh. Well, I kind of, I got in deep because I think I pictured the wrong friend initially. No, whatever, whatever friend you fit, what's wrong with the friend? She's, well... I never really know what drug she's on. And well, she, no, this makes it more realistic, doesn't it? That's true. But okay. she's like the most good-hearted person in the world. I know. That also. makes it all the more shocking. <laughs> yeah. What is your best small um, relationship advice? You know, like a little thing that makes relationships work. Um, do not uh, ever say the lie that is... I didn't see your text. It's just a lie. Like, you always saw the text. <laughs> like, if you didn't want to respond, that's fine. It's just like, I mean, I'm saying that as someone that, like, still does that. But, like, I, I always saw the text, and I was just like, nah, not right now. Yeah. So just like, it, it'll, it'll help down the road if you don't ever do that. Have sex with a goat... No, 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 sorry. <laughs> Let me get this right. Would you rather... The sex with the goat part was right, but it was the start of the question. That was wrong. Would you rather not have had sex with a goat, but have everyone think you had sex with a goat, or have had sex with a goat, but no one knows about it? I'm definitely for three. I, yes, I think they've had sex secretly with anyone is just exciting. A goat. <laughs> I assume the goat won't tell, uh, or not tell in any way that would be intelligible to the non-goats. It's just that I would stay far away from goat communities for at least six months. Okay. But you would know that you've had sex with a goat. And, but it's well, that's true, but you asked me what would, yeah, I would kind of close my eyes for the sex with the goat, and I would be very excited to have the secret. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
Remember, our live third birthday show is Thursday, January 29th in New York City. Information on our website at askroulette.net. We're on Twitter at askroulette, facebook.com slash askroulette, and sign up for the Ask Roulette newsletter while you're at it. Regular podcasts return later this month. I can't wait. See you soon.